afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Good morning, Life Church. It is so good to see you uh, worshiping with us today on this broadcast. And I just pray that this time together will be a blessing in your life. Uh, we've got some great things going to be happening at Life Church. I'm so excited that this coming week on Saturday night at 6:30, we're going to get together together and have church in our parking lot. Um, I'm inviting all of you that can to come and be a part of this wonderful drive-in service. Uh, we're going to have a great time worshiping God together, praying together. I'm going to minister the Word of God to us. We're going to be in the back parking lot. Um, it's going to start at 6.30 on Saturday, June 13th, and I'm inviting you to come. Plan on being here about 6 o'clock to 6.15 so we can get everybody in their place and ready for a great start at 6.30. It's going to be a wonderful time. We don't plan on being here for a long time, probably about an hour, so come and be a part of that service. If you cannot be a part of that service, we're going to be recording it, and on the 9 o'clock uh, service time on Sunday the 14th, we will rebroadcast our drive-in service there. So uh, either way, plan on being a part, and we look forward to what God is going to do as we gather back together as God's people in one place and in one accord. Of course, each Wednesday night is our Bible study on Zoom. What a wonderful time we're having working through the book of Acts, and we're excited about what God is doing there. Plan on being a part of that. Um, if you're a first-time guest on our call today, we just invite you to look in the comments um, in the description on this video and you will have an online connect card if you would like to take some time and connect with us fill that out we'd love to pray for your family and connect with you at this time um, of course our giving we're going to be able to give today to the kingdom of god and god blesses those that give he blesses the giver every single time i am a great testimony of the blessings of god upon my life because i've been a giver uh, now today we're in for a real treat. Um, we have just finished yesterday um, the Great Ontario Ladies Conference. This year it was online, uh, but we had already planned on having Sister Janice Showstrand to be with us in church at Live Church on this Sunday. And she was one of the great speakers that was lined up to be with the ladies this past week. And she spoke on Friday night. And so we asked her to be here um, in our online service, and she has a great word for us. Uh, she's a dynamic singer. She's an anointed speaker, a very unique um, lady for sure. And she has written some great songs. In fact, one of her songs called Alabaster Box has received a Dove Award uh, when CeCe Winans sung that song. And so uh, we're in for a treat. Uh, she has sung at several presidential inaugural uh, prayer services. Um, and so she's a, a unique and special lady. And we're excited to have Dr. Janice Showstrand with us today. I want you to open up your hearts. She's going to sing. She's going to minister. Uh, the Word of God is going to speak to us. And I believe God's going to touch us at this time. Thank you, Sister Showstrand, for being with us. We're glad that you're here. And we look forward to having you in person at Life Church. God bless you as you minister. I want to walk and talk with 
good to be with you. I can't wait till I get to actually see you face to face. I know that June the 13th, you're going to have service behind the church. I can just imagine what it's going to be for you to get together. We're just a little bit ahead of you. Our first service was May the 24th. I pray the Lord will sustain you and keep you and bless you and strengthen you. I just want to sing a few songs for you before I bring the word of the Lord to you. Every time I try to make it on my own Every time I try to stand, I start to fall And all those lonely roads that I have traveled on There was Jesus
want to give honor to Life Church, all its members, all of you watching, and to Pastor and Sister O'Donnell. Thank you for the opportunity to join you on this beautiful Sunday morning in Burlington, Ontario, Canada. I wish I could be with you physically, but I know that the same spirit that I feel right here in this room is what you're feeling where you are. And I want you to know that where you are, Jesus is. He is present. He's as close as the mention of his name. And I want to take you for a few minutes to the word of the Lord, to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 51. I, I would like to tell you that because you love Jesus and because you're called by his name and because you have followed him and worship him, that your life is going to be idyllic, blissful, stress-free, but I'd be lying and you'd know it. The Bible says that Zion is the mountain of God. And in the Old Testament, it's a concrete place. King David called Jerusalem Zion, the mountain of God. And the Bible refers to Jerusalem as the mountain of God. But in the New Testament, the Bible does not refer to Jerusalem as the mountain of God. In fact, in the book of Hebrews, it said, you have not come to Mount Sinai, which could not be touched, that was covered in fire, but you've come to Mount Zion, with an S-I-O-N, the city of God, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, the church of the firstborn, the spirits of just men made perfect, to God the judge of all, and to Jesus the mediator of a better covenant. And this Zion is not a literal place. It is the place where God dwells. And the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. So where two or three of us are gathered in his name opens a portal to the mountain of God where there is an angelic host, where there's power and joy and victory. And it's not a physical location. It's experiential. It's what happens when people gather in his name and the presence of the Lord comes down and we're in the presence of Jehovah and anything's possible. That's why it's so magnificent that you're in your room right now, whether you're in your living room or your kitchen on your sofa, at a table, maybe the bedroom, wherever your computer or your Kindle is, your tablet, your iPad or your phone, because you are tuned in right now with the Life Church family, in the name of Jesus, you have access to enter into Zion. And wonderful things happen in Zion. The Bible said in the Old Testament, it's going to be said that this man and that man was born there. People are born again in Zion. You get to Zion and the presence of the Lord is there. And your pastor preached on Pentecost Sunday, May 31st, about the infilling of the Holy Ghost and what happened in Acts chapter 2. That was when heaven came to earth. Zion came down and 3,000 souls were born again after the initial 120 received the Holy Ghost. But I want you to understand something. God is perfectly aware of the character of the people that come to Zion, and they're going to make up Zion. 
Not everybody who comes to God has an issue-free life. I wish I could tell you that because I follow Jesus and because I love him and because he redeemed me, I don't have any more battles. That's not true. There are battles, just like people fought over Jerusalem, just like some of the people who came into Jerusalem brought their issues and their struggles, and it was in an imperfect place filled with imperfect people. It was just a shadow of the things to come. That's what Zion in the Old Testament was. It was a shadow of what was really coming. Zion, a place where people run for refuge, a place where the gates are called praise and the walls are called salvation. Once you get through those gates, you feel surrounded by a host. And the Bible says that he shall give his angels charge over thee, lest you dash your foot against a stone and they'll bear you up. That means that you can fall seven times when you come to Zion and, and you give your life to God and you say, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm, I'm wrestling with the effects of the pandemic and the virus and I'm wrestling with isolation and loneliness, and I'm struggling. Is it possible that we're struggling in Zion? Yes, Isaiah 51. Look at your Bible and read with me. Isaiah 51, and I want you, I'm gonna read it in the Amplified Classic Version because it's a little more clear. It has a lot more words than the King James Version, so. Hopefully, it will be clear. Hearken to me, you who follow after rightness and justice, you who seek and inquire the Lord, claiming him by necessity and by right. He said, I know you're hungry for me. You're looking for righteousness and justice. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole in the quarry from which you were dug. He's saying, I dug you out of a hard place in a deep pit. Most of us came from a hard life and we were in the pit. And he said, look to Abraham, your father. He immediately identified us with Abraham, the template for faith. There was no Judaism with Abraham. There was no law. There was just one man, one God, one journey one marriage, and one heir. He said, look to Sarah who bore you. Abraham and Sarah are the physical representation of people who walk by faith with God. He said, I want you to look at them. I called him when he was but one and blessed him and made him many. And then in verse two, he said, the Lord will comfort Zion. Why would you need comfort? Why would Zion need comfort if it's this incredible place? Because Zion is made up of people who have struggles. Zion is composed of people who are not perfect. Zion is made up of people with issues and flaws and struggles and fears and anxieties. That's the real stuff, the mud that God is using to create something exquisitely beautiful. He said, the Lord will comfort Zion. And I don't know where you are this morning. Maybe, maybe someone you love is struggling with COVID and maybe someone you loved 
has passed away from this disease and maybe you've lost your job, you're still believing, you're here, you came, you said, God, I need, I'm in mourning. This is for you. The Lord will comfort Zion. He said, you're still mine. This is my city and I know what's happened. He will comfort all her waste places. Now, I don't know what you consider to be a waste place in Canada, but I can tell you what a waste looks like in the United States. It's a place of utter desolation. It means that what was once there is no more. There's no hope for it. It's just done. A lot of times, unfortunately, a waste place has been a dumping ground. It either became a waste place because of what was done to it or what is currently being done to it. Maybe you feel like you have been dumped on by other people's issues and problems and stresses and family life. Maybe you're just so overwhelmed. The Bible said the Lord is going to comfort the waste places. Maybe you have a history that you've never shared with anyone and you're trying to reconcile this life of promise with God, with where you came from and where you may even presently be. But the Bible said, the Lord will comfort you. You get to Zion and he says, you found a shelter. Let me comfort the waste places. And then verse three, continuing on, and he will make her wilderness like Eden. Listen to me. It would be enough if you had a waste place, but evidently there are people in Zion who also have a wilderness. You know what a wilderness is? It's a place filled with the unexpected and most of it is hazardous. When the children of Israel marched through the wilderness for 40 years, the Bible clearly tells us in the Old Testament that it was a place of scorpions and serpents and the cockatrice. There were there were dangers in abundance there, and nobody but God was in control. You didn't know if there was going to be water in the next place. You didn't know if there was going to be abandoned marauders. There was danger everywhere. No walls, no ceiling, no floor. The open sky, just whatever happened. And you may feel like your life or a portion of it has been like a wilderness, no boundaries and no blessings. But the Bible said, those who make it to Zion, those who are born again in this place, there's Jesus. He said, I'm gonna comfort you, number one. I'm gonna comfort you collectively, all of you little stragglers, all of the afflicted and the weary and the broken and the tired who have come. He said, I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to comfort your waste. I know you feel like you've wasted your life. I know you can't make sense of certain experiences that you've been through and that have left you broken and desolate. I know that you're in a place right now where there's no control, where there appears to be no structure, no boundaries, and no blessings. But he said, I'm going to make that place like Eden. Eden is the garden of God, and the word Eden means pleasure. He said, I'm going to take the wildest places of your life and plant them. I'm going to bring something good. And then he said, 
I'm going to make her desert like the garden of the Lord. The Lord's garden. That means he's not going to let anybody else but him plant in you. What does that mean? It means that you and I, once we enter Zion, we become Zion. We enter it and then he says, since you have joined yourself to me, I invited you. I now want to take ownership of your grief. I want to comfort you. I want to take ownership of your waste. I want to comfort that. I want to take ownership of your wilderness. I want to plant that. I want to take your desert, which is dry, another dry, desolate place. You would think that waste and wilderness and desert, I mean, it could all be summed up in wilderness or desert, but God specified three kinds of places of desolation in the people that make up this Zion. And he said, I want to do something for you. I want to do something exquisite for you, to you, and through you. Verse 3 continues on. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the voice of song or instrument of praise. Now I'm going to tell you something. I can give you the lyrics to a melody. I can teach you the tune and say, sing with me. And many of you would be kind enough to try. You would do your best. You would sing. Maybe you knew the songs that I sang earlier and, and you hummed with me, or maybe you felt a little self-conscious, but because you were home and you knew that nobody else could hear you, you, you sang or tapped your foot. That's one thing. But when God visits your life and your heart, and no one has to tell you be joyful because suddenly something broken has been healed or something bruised has been touched, something desolate has been planted when suddenly beyond your wildest imagination, God takes a memory, a moment, a momentous occasion, drama and trauma. And suddenly through that, through that experience, you begin to see the hand of the Lord in your life. I don't know how he does it. I just know that he takes you past crucifixion, past the beating, past the dying, the death, and finally, past the awful rigor mortis of your waste, wilderness, and desert. He takes you to the end of the end and says, wait for me here, just like he did Mary, Mary Magdalene. Why wouldn't she leave? Because her heart was wrapped up in the comfort she'd received and she just couldn't tear herself away from the end of the end. He was everything. And he let her stay there. He let her cry. He let her weep. He let her experience that sorrow. And then in a split instant, his presence took away her tears. His presence 
arrested, mourning and grieving and lost. His precious, inexplicable, amazing, miraculous presence removed the need to grieve and to sob and to mourn. She dried her eyes and she went completely the other direction. As intense was her grief, so was her joy and beyond because Jesus was there, because there's no need to cry anymore, because I know I saw him hanging on the cross. I know it looked like a waste. I walked with him for three and a half years. Was that a waste? I, I spent all this time getting through the crucifixion and preparing spices. Was that a waste? He healed me. He lifted me, cast out seven demons in me. I was torn in pieces seven different ways. Was that a waste? Is this the wilderness? This came out of nowhere. Roman soldiers and Pharisees and Sadducees were moving all my hope. I don't know what turned your life into waste, wilderness, and desert, but I know this. When the Lord starts comforting when the Lord starts creating, when the Lord starts planting, joy and gladness are the byproduct. The Spirit of the Lord brings love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. All of these things, one Spirit produces this amazing range of characteristics and feelings and virtues. And you know what it is? It's all joy and speakable and full of glory because you suddenly realize, Jesus, you went to the cross and you endured the waste, the wilderness and the desert to show me what you could do even with divine creation, stopped, arrested, murdered and buried. Just can't end in death. Just can't. So you may be waiting for a turning point. You may be waiting for comfort. You may be waiting for strength. You may be waiting for encouragement. You may be waiting for power and might. And I've come to tell you today, Jesus is in your room. Jesus is where you are. And it is his good pleasure. It is his joy. It is his mandate. The gospel of Jesus Christ is, once you make it to the city, nothing remains the same. The rules and the laws of nature change. Yes, these bodies age. The Holy Ghost will not prevent that but the Holy Ghost takes you beyond the fear of dying and death and tombs and rocks and seals and the end of the end of the end. And he says, this is just your beginning. And this is glorious. There is no fear in this God. And I don't know where you are. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what, what God has allowed you to experience, but I want to tell you that there is absolutely nothing 
nothing that you have endured in the past and nothing that you're going through now that cannot, cannot be comforted, cannot be strengthened, cannot be healed by our God. He's awesome. And where there was sorrow, there can be singing. And where there was desolation, there can be gladness. And let me tell you, the fragrance of his presence is that wherever he is, there's water. And the deepest, darkest place of your life can become the most dynamic, glorious garden of God where all good and wonderful things come together. Would you bow your heads? Jesus, we thank you for what we feel right now. We thank you for the presence of the Lord. We thank you. We're asking you to touch every person who is listening. Let them feel your nearness. Let somebody make their way to Zion and drink living water and
Jesus, touch that man, that woman listening right now who's sick with COVID, whose lungs are weak. Breathe right now, Jesus. God, breathe in that marriage where people are fighting and weak and worn with stress and anxiety. Oh, you're the healer. We worship you, God. Touch that young couple, that mom, that dad, those single parents, that young boy, that little girl, those teenagers, that single girl, that lonely young man, that grandmother, that grandfather. Oh, God, comfort us. Thank you, Jesus. We feel your peace. Just lay your hand on your heart right now. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Say, he loves me. He loves me. And he's here right now to comfort, to plant, to grow. May the Lord Jesus himself reach out to you with arms of love and grace. Heal your body and your mind and your heart with just a glimpse of his face. May the dark places become light and the lonely places bright. And may the presence of Jesus walk into the dryness and bring a river of living water and something beautiful growing and fragrant into your life. In the lovely, lovely name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both, and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.